This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown. Animal underscore Brown. If you're looking for me on social media, Clubhouse included. I'm on there now. What's popping? Nice. You finally got in these chatty house streets. I'll let your boy. I am Spike Lou. The same on all socials, including the chatty house. We need to have a good little chat on there. Invite some people in, man. Absolutely. Coming soon. Don't even worry about it. Absolutely, man. How you feeling, man? Was you at the Capitol the other day? Absolutely not. <laughs> We're going crazy in America, man. I hope everybody's safe out there, especially our D.C. listeners, man. Absolutely. Uh, 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, and now we can add the storming of the Capitol, the craziest shit I've seen uh, in in person or on live. Yeah, them easy. That's the three. Me, top three on CNN ever. One being Katrina. Like, Katrina, I still can't believe to this day (laughs) that that was in America. (laughs) <laughs> Still can't believe that. And uh, this was second for me. This was above 9-11. Like, no, nah, hell insane. no. Well, just because you didn't, I ain't have a full grasp of, you know, what was going on with 9-11. Like, you ain't know me neither. it was just a wreck or what. It was crazy, granted, but you didn't know it was terrorism. You seen this as terrorism. Like, these crazy white people really finna run up in here. This shit was wild. People were jumping out of buildings on live TV on 9-11. That shit was crazy you didn't see that on tv though that yeah was you did videos really i missed yeah. it that was on rough. the CNN coverage jesus it was rough um hey man we got a lot to get to on this episode um we are talking versus getting delayed again uh griselda has a new movie on the way we're going to talk about that and we're going to revisit 2001 we're going to jump 20 years back in the time machine talk about the year 2001 but first things first, though, get well, Dr. Dre. He suffered a brain aneurysm. When that came across my feed, I was like, oh, hell no, nah, 2021. Like, come on, man. Like, it ain't never no good news coming from brain aneurysms. Uh, but apparently he's doing okay now. But that I know that shit can take you out like that, though. So, yeah. man, well wishes to Dr. Dre. Yeah, those are rough, man. Well wishes to him. Hope he gets better. Um, condolences. Uh, well, excuse me, not condolences, but well yeah, wishes. Damn. Well wishes to his friends and himself, man. Hope he get better soon. And breaking news before we get started. This literally just hit our feed five minutes ago. YFN Lucci 
Uh, Atlanta rapper is wanted on murder charges. That's never a oh. good thing. They are looking for him right now as we speak. Jeez, I don't know that's what that's about. Rough. Um, there was a man killed here in Atlanta, they said, on December the 10th. Uh, he was killed in Southwest Atlanta, they're saying. And based off the investigation, uh, YFN Lucci either was there or knows something about it. Two oh, other okay. associates of his have been arrested as well. But he's definitely been charged with first-degree murder, aggravated assault, gang activity, ongoing gang activity. So similar to what we were seeing with um, Casanova. And we asked okay. the question, like, is the hip-hop police, hip-hop cops back? Uh, I think at the very least, they're going to bring him in and make him have to speak to these charges. And if he don't, if he didn't do it, he's going to have to say something about who done it. Yeah, they're going to make him feel real uncomfortable in there. Uh, well, we'll see how that pans out. That's not good. Right, man. Hope the best come out of this for Lucci, man. Absolutely. Actually, one of my slept on, my, like, my low-key favorite little trap artists right now is YFN Lucci. I fuck with his yeah. music. This is that, that, that dope game with God in easy off that last one is banging. Oof. This Gucci is real heavy for lack of a better word in Atlanta. He got long ties here. His family's real deep even before he started rapping. So this is surprising that he would put himself in this situation to get caught in this situation. I don't know if he put himself in it, but right. it's surprising with his lineage here in Atlanta that this would happen. So I, I, I want to see how this plays out. Absolutely, man. Let's get to these topics. First things first, hip hop music leads all genres in consumption for the fourth year in a row. And it accounts for uh, one third of all streams attributed. They go to hip hop, man. Hip hop is doing it big again on the street, back to back to back to back to back. Let me ask you, what or who do you credit to the rise of hip hop? Hip-hop started in 1979. For those youngsters that don't know or listen to this, excuse me, that don't know to listen to this show, we'll give you a little fact there. And we're now plus 40 years into this. And much like you five years ago when you reached 40, you start <laughs> to figure things out, right? Like you start to move differently. You start to reap the benefits of being around a long time. And I think that's what we're seeing here over the last four years with rap. People are more comfortable with it. It's easier to do. Everything that's associated with cool has to do with hip hop music, whether it's social media, mass media, movie TVs, commercials, it's fashion. All of those things are based around hip hop because hip hop is the cool thing to do now. It's so easy to make, it's so accessible. And not everybody that does it is great, but everybody that does it has a creative, is a creative and those creative vibes go out into the air. They cause people to want to tap in and listen. Even if you're not a fan of hip hop nowadays, you're still going to come across it and see it in one of those medians that I named. So that I think has to do with the rise of it over the last four years, especially the TikTok videos, Twitter and, and doing all the challenges. Like people are looking for hip hop music more so than they ever have before. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We've always had big stars in hip hop, so you, you can't say it's necessarily the stars. Um, it, you may, maybe can point to a couple of people like Wayne or maybe Drake, maybe Kanye, who have kind of crossed over um, to have become household names with, you know, all types of people, old and young. But the number one thing to me is the social media. It's mm -hmm. the challenges, bro. We got the busted challenge going on right now. That song has actually been out for several months 
and it's just kind of gained traction with these challenges, which I love and adore and can watch all day long. Let me be clear about that. But I think that has played a huge role in the rise of hip hop. All of the challenges, all of the funny videos, all of everything you damn near see is almost always a hip hop song. Old, new, somewhat old. It might be a Nelly sample. It might be something else, dude. It could be a brand new record. It's crazy how much it's grown and how on the map the culture is too. So like, it's all a combination of all of that. Uh, I love to see it. It's not going anywhere anytime soon as long as people keep being creative. Um, and don't get lazy with it. Uh, like you said, it's 40 years in. They're figuring things out. They're hitting their stride, and sky's the limit. So it's cool to see hip-hop running shit for a fourth consecutive year. And uh, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I don't even know what's close, honestly. Facts. And it has to do, like, with the diversity of it as well, too, now. Like, you got people, like, we may not claim him, but he's labeled as, like, a hip-hop star in Post Malone. Oh, my God. Uh, Macklemore. Like, there's so many different genres of hip-hop now. Like, you don't have to be That's true. That's true. Like, you ain't got to be, like, a thug, or you ain't got to be true. a street nigga. You can be conscious. You can be soulful. You can do it all and still be considered hip-hop. And I think that there's a lane now, almost like with rock, when you had soft rock, hard rock, metal. Yacht rock. Now, yeah. <laughs> now rap has those things. Rap has trap rap and twerk rap and all of these different things where you can find your genre, your lane in hip-hop with it. So... Keep growing hip hop. It's better for us. Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely. And next, what we got here, man? So, Griselda, who we've championed a lot on this show, they're coming out with a brand new movie, um, and it's going to be on pay per view. It's called Conflicted. Executive produced by Benny. Right? It wasn't West Side. It was Benny. That executive. Yeah, they all involved, but Benny the Butcher is pretty okay. Much now. The thing about this movie, Conflicted, is it's coming to pay-per-view, and it's 25 bucks. Question to you, is this going to be worth it at that price point? Uh, no. Uh, this is entirely too high of a price point. And people online complained about it when West Side Gun put the link out where you could, like, you could reserve it or whatnot because it's going to be showing live, which is kind of cool. I do like the concept. I love the rollout. Pay-per-view, one night only. That's super dope. That means the whole rest of the world and all the other Griselda fans are watching at the same time. That's dope. The $25 ticket, when people clicked that link and saw it was going to be $25, his, his mentions blew the fuck up, rightfully so. That's entirely too much for a movie. I get it. You're getting your master P on. You're coming out of your own pocket to make your movie. You got to get back. You got to be able to recoup what you, use, I mean, what you spend on that because movies aren't cheap. I get it. But still, bro, I don't care if this was Griselda, Steven Spielberg. If this was Avatar 2 in 6K, I don't have $25 for, for a movie, bro. Especially if I'm not owning it. I'm just watching it one time. Hell no, nah, man. Like, I, I, I get what they're doing because their clothes are a little bit more high-end, air quote, for merch. They're doing it with the art. They're trying to set a standard for their brand, and I get it 100%, but West Side Gun should not be shocked if people are uh, appalled at the $25 price tag. I'm sorry. Appalled is a strong word. People spend $25 on a lot less value nowadays. So I, I'm, I have to disagree with you on this as far as the price point. I feel like it's fine. I don't agree with the marketing and the rollout of it. We've seen Nipsey Hussle do this with the $100,000 CD. Griselda did this. They were selling this stuff exclusive on the site, putting a price point on it that was higher. 
movies are different. Marketing movies, getting in the movie game is different. You can do it with fashion. You can do it with music. And I see that he's trying to do it with movies. The approach should have been like, I'm going to let this ride on Netflix. I'm going to let this ride on Hulu. I'm going to let this ride on Amazon, whatever it may be the first time. You guys can get it. You can see how it is. You can see my creativity because you still like, there's so much content out there for us to consume with all of the streaming sites that I named. Like, I'm not giving you $25 because I don't have to. Like, mm. if, if, I mean, I can pull up Netflix or whatever it won't be and waste two hours of my life because I pay them $15 every month. I think that he did a bad job of creating a demand for the movie. Part two should have been maybe $25. Part three, maybe. But let motherfuckers know that you can make a movie first. Like, mm. get people talking about it. Get the Netflix crowd on it. Like, people going to be there anyway. Like, I, ain't, I'm not, I don't even know how to order a pay-per-view movie, bro. I'm not, like, I'm not doing that. Like, but if you had that shit on Netflix, you let it do the slow burn. People start talking about it. You do something around it as an artist. And then the next one to come out for 25, you school be on how to buy it. Then I'm more likely to do it. But yeah. I ain't doing it on this first one, just not because of the price point. Like, I, I'm willing to support him for $25. I get it. Uh, but I'm not going to do it because I have so many options. Like, you should have... He should have placated to the audience more with this first one. Then the second one, you do it, you want to charge 50 for that motherfucker because it's part two and it's a cliffhanger ending, then that's great. But for the first one, you got to drop that on Netflix, bro. And listen, on top of all of that, the trailer makes it, it don't even look good, bro. It We've like seen this before, fam. Yeah, it looked like one of them triple crown books. But bro, this is what, what, uh, what was I, what was the movie? What, what Choices? Choices. Uh, I'm about it. Rockefeller. I'm about it. Uh, streets is uh, state property. State property. This is state property of the new generation. Like they could state property not that good, bro. It ain't. It ain't that good. It's just the aspect of the street. You seeing people that you know, the rappers. Like it's cool for that reason. The same reason state property was cool. And they could have got twenty five dollars for the DVD just because it was DVDs back then. I like you said. I had something that I can hold on. That's true. I pay you $25 for a one-time event, bro, on the first one out. You got to show me you can do this. Y'all niggas make music and clothes and art and all that good shit, and it looks great, and I understand the rollout, but movies are different. That's that's different, like, to hold a nigga attention for two hours. And it, it, it just, bro, it, just, I'm trying to think of what kind of trailer I would look at to make me be like, oh, I got to have that for 25 like, there's just, there, I, I don't know what it, I can't, cons there's no rap movie ever that I would pay 25 for. I, and I fuck with Griselda. The soundtrack is fire. I've been listening to that all weekend. So I'll give them that. They'll get the streams from me off the soundtrack, but I can't do the 25. There's just some lines I'm not finna cross. Benny the Butcher had a, um, man, what type of hat? He had a fitted hat mm -hmm. that dropped on, I want to say Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Or Christmas, one of the two. And I'm telling you, I hit the link at noon because I was finna cop it because it was Benny the Butcher. Nigga, the fitted hat was 125, bro. <laughs> it's a new era fitted hat, fam. I'm not paying 125 for no new era fit. What are y'all? What? That's the Just because it's Benny the Butcher on the side? No, bro. You gotta get the you gotta get the young people with that, bro. Like I'm no, no. <laughs> With the young hype beast with that shit. Young people though, is it? That's for niggas like you that can spend 125 on a hat. Right? No, no, but but just that, but see, I I'm at a position where I, yeah, sure I can, but I know not to though because it's right. silly. It's not a premium product. It's just a new era hat. What nice would, try so, though. Okay, even with the movie and the hat, like what would make you spend one twenty five on a hat from Griselda or a movie? Like, well, the movie. I can't do it. Out. 
I, I, I can't I can't do it from from anybody. They, I'm not even I only want to single them out. I don't care if this was Jay Lorenzo, Don C, Kanye. I can't give Kanye 125 for the hat. You give and that's Kanye my guy. Twenty five dollars for the, the documentary behind the scenes. Oh oh now no, listen. Presidential <laughs> run footage. You do now. That. Let's be clear. If they say Kanye has filmed every album up until this point, if that documentary came out tomorrow, I got twenty five for that. Yeah, it's certain. And easy. You're familiar with the creative process of him making an album. That's the problem with this whole thing from them. Like, I'm not familiar with the movie making process from Griselda to give y'all niggas $25 for some shit I'll walk away with. And the potential is there for it to be mid because that's what the preview looks like. That's a fact. And I ain't hating on it or nothing. Like, I hope it does well. I just don't like the rollout. Like, I'm not, you gotta, you gotta give me more to buy in for $25. I got whatever you want for that Kanye documentary. You ain't talking about nothing. Uh, next up, man, let's take it up top, New York. Let's keep it New York. Stop me when you've heard this before. We have an artist signed to another artist that's having issues with their contract. Shocker. Uh, shocker. Uh, Jay Critch is signed to Rich the Kid. Let me know if anybody knew that Rich the Kid had artists, number one. Hey. Number two. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Richer than ever label. It's like rich we, lifestyle or some shit. We talked about that when he did the. Uh, we talked about him being a little low key boss when he was doing the uh, plug walk shit. Oh yeah, top yep. Mm-hmm. yep, yep. That's true. That's true. I just forgot about it on purpose. Uh, but Rich the Kid definitely has a label. He's got Jay Critch as an artist, and allegedly Jay Critch was trying to do a side deal without including. Rich the Kid, with whom he is signed to. Rich the Kid allegedly said it was over a $100,000 deal that he was trying to get cut out of, and he wants his piece of the pie. Whose side are you on, the artist or the uh, artist-owned label? <laughs> I'm, it's always hard for me to side with the artist here. And mm. I understand Jay Critch. He's saying, I don't need your lawyers to come sit in a deal with me when I'm negotiating my own deal. I'm a grown man. No, Jay Critch, that's incorrect. <laughs> You're an act. Your act, this whole rap stuff belongs to Rich the Kid. You signed a contract. It's just how it is. Yeah. Now, I think where people get hung up, though, is they think they're friends or they have a relationship outside of the contract. And if that's the case, from a business perspective, my advice would be there needs to be a buyout conversation that needs to be had. Like, if you're comfortable with your homeboys and your friends at the very beginning when you sign this contract and when you're negotiating terms, there should be a conversation to be had. All right, bro, if shit go left, how much is it going to cost to dead all of this? You, or know, if I find a better you know that's not going to happen, bro. It ha- no. And that's my point, though. You're saying that because it's not used to or it's not a common practice in music. In contracts, that's fucking normal as the, the fucking sky being blue. We look mm-hmm. at it all the time in sports. It's called a buyout clause. There should be a buyout clause discussed. You can tell me, okay, you're going to need 50 racks if I go over here, if I'm Meg the Stallion, that's going to get you your money back. Cool. You can put an astronomical number of, like, like I know one coach just got bought out for $7 million. You can put an astronomical on there, number on there to prevent people from leaving, but to skip all of this bullshit back and forth, he calling Rich the Kid, oh, you're not built like that, you're not real. It ain't about being real. It's about this paperwork. <laughs> and this paperwork says that you're signed to me. And if you go get another deal, you owe me money for the money that I put in to make you an artist. You didn't have a deal before I started dealing with you. And if 
an artist can't understand that, then there needs to be a long conversation before you put your name on the dotted line. And that goes for Jay Critch. It goes for Meg the Stallion. That goes for Juvenile. That goes for Lil Wayne. It goes for all of these people who had help from another source to get them to a point where they could sign a bigger deal. Yes, you owe the original person money. That's just how the game works. Yeah, it, look, it's tough. Rich the Kid is 28 years old himself, trying to be a boss of his own label. I respect it. Jay Critch, 23, 24, trying to get his name, his foot in the game. He saw somebody from around the way in Rich the Kid that had some interest in him. That's probably how we know who he is today. Jay Critch was just on that Madden about a year or two ago. Like he's been making, he's been bubbling, doing some, making some okay plays. With all that being said, I understand why he would feel a certain type of way, but he did it wrong, bro. When you're on the paperwork, bro, it's nothing you – it ain't nothing you can do. You just got to keep it a stack, bite the bullet, maybe holler at, him, holler at him about renegotiating some things. But just keep making the plays and bet on yourself, though. If you can find yourself a $100,000 deal, you can find you another one. And you can find another one after that. So go ahead and set the table now to get up out of your contracts. I, and I, but it's getting young, though. We talking about kids, bro. If we keep it in the stack, you're 23, 24. I wouldn't have been – I'm sitting here saying all this at 28. <laughs> when I was 23, I wouldn't have been able to, goddamn it, get this off like how I'm talking about right now, though. I probably would have reacted a certain way, too. I went and went, did my own thing, feeling myself. So I'm not mad at Jay Critch or any other young artist that signed to somebody that wants to kind of grow out of the shadow of the person they signed to, but that's just not how it works. And I really, really, really wish somebody would explain that to them early on so they don't get two, three years down the line and think they can just take over like this because it's it ain't going to end well. It never does, bro. And you're going to end up, you're going to end up signing something to break away from that. That's going to pay rich the kid for years and years to come like two chains with ludicrous and like countless other artists do. So you're going to feel some type of way for the next 10 years, bro. And this isn't for Jay Critch specifically. This is just the generation. Uh, What I'm about to say here. I know we sound like old men. You do. The younger artists get on there and they're like, I don't listen to Tupac. I don't know who DMX is, Cash Money, who. It's cool if you don't listen to their music. As an artist, you should study how they got paid, though. The difficulties that they went through. That way, when you're a nigga like Jay Critch, that you ain't got to go through this shit. Because you know and you're prepared for it. It's like you said, it's the same old song. We see this time in and time out. And you would think at some point, some artists in the beginning would tell the label, the person who holds the contract, the, the production company, the management company, hey, these are my goals. This is what I'm looking for. You can only take me this far. And when I get another opportunity, I'm out. I'm going to pay you this much, and we're going to be done with it. And if anything else changes, nigga, send me an invoice. But that conversation is not had, and I, I wonder why. I wonder what is it that keeps that conversation from being had time after time after time after we've seen this ruin uh, relationships. Just the people are too excited, bro. Jay Chris, like I said, he he probably signed this deal when he was twenty one, bro. He was too hype. You just hype to get a deal in a bag. That's all that matters. You want to stunt? You made it out. You know how big it is to make it out? You know how hard we wanted to make it out? <laughs> if somebody gave us a bag, are we combing through the contract at 21 with a magnifying glass? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's likely that we're not, though. So I, I understand how people get put in this position. But like you said, that's where you need somebody older to put you up on game, like Pac and Big, and how they died relatively broke. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to learn from those lessons. M- MC Hammer was the one that put us up on game. Like, oh, okay, nah, you can't go out like MC Hammer. You know what I'm saying? So, like, people just have to study that. Fuck the music. Study the business of past artists. You know what I'm saying? And My then study question, the music, too, so you ain't garbage, by the way. Yeah, that's facts. My question to you, when it comes to an artist like uh, Rich the Kid, or even we talked about Meek Mill, and the nigga said that he wasn't going to sign for him for 10 racks, and that contract leaked. Yeah. Meek was clearly trying to get over on that nigga. Clearly. Do you think that these are predatory practices by the artists, or do you think it's just they going with how they got done? They going with how they got done. It's the name of the game. Like, it, it, look, if you want to be noble and, you know, Mr. Do-Right, and you can do that. You can give them 100000 up front, bro, when, when the rest of the world is giving them 10000 But somebody's going to look at you like, why would I do that? Well, like, why would I do that? Not the kindness of my heart? No, because that goes to the point of the the whole brand and shit that niggas try to stand on. Like, a nigga like Meek Mill can't tell me he run around with billionaires and you a boss and all of this, and you handed me this standard-ass contract for 10 racks. And I don't care if it is an industry staple. I look at him as someone who's a a thought leader in, in rap. He's supposed to be at the forefront of this industry, and people at the forefront of their industry, they make change. So I couldn't, I couldn't excuse a nigga like Meek Mill for handing out a, a whack-ass contract because he got one. Uh, I like what Kanye said when he was talking about freeing all the niggas from their label and shit like that because he kind of hit on this when he went on that Twitter rant. Like, I'm not going to do people how I got done just because it's, it's standard practice in the music industry until a powerful voice comes and does that like wait, and, and can take time to pay attention to their contract, the contracts that they're giving artists and not just let the lawyer do it. Hey, this is standard. This is what I did for Dev Jam. So I'm going to do it over here for this boutique label. It shouldn't work like that. It does because people are focused on their careers and they want to make sure, like you said, they get the popping and doing what they need to do. But at some point, if someone's going to keep claiming this boss and I do this and I'm trying to make change, then someone needs to really evaluate these contracts that they're giving out to these young artists. I remember Snoop said one time real quick before we move on when he was working with a, a like a no name producers, mm-hmm. he was like, bro, he would tell the no name producers, bro, I'm not paying you for this, but what's going to happen is in exchange, you have, you now have a song produced by you with Snoop Dogg on it. Now you take that and you take that to whoever you need to take that to and you t- and you hit them over the head. That's how the game worked. Now Snoop could be fair or be a boss and put the person up on his feet. But sometimes that, that's, that's people just playing in the way of the game. They didn't make the rules. They just play in it. That's, that, that's what Meek Mill is saying, in my opinion, with that contract. If you I don't see, make the rules, bro. I just play in the game. Yeah. Yeah, but some, some niggas got to change. Like, I, if you snoop, like what you said, if that's true, um, it's, it's cool that I got a song with Snoop. And if you told me up front, I'm more open to it as opposed to coming in here thinking that I'm getting paid and you just ducking me. That's true. Yeah, that'd you be- know I'm saying? I guess that's cool. And you're right. If you know how to hustle in this biz is having a song with Snoop, that's big. Right. But at the end of the day, niggas want their money, man. And niggas know their value and their worth a lot more nowadays than they did back when Pac and Big was getting signed. Sometimes you got to work for free, man. Rich dad, poor dad. That is true. Got to got- create your value. Hey, you got exactly. Absolutely. Last topic before we move on to the 2001 flashback. Versus made news this week due to another postponement. Mm. Swiss dropped um, the headline and let people know that they're going to resume. Sometimes they may go back to the old format. 
do you care? Is this a big deal that Versus is being canceled, moved around, and may switch back to the old format? Is this much to do about nothing? It's a smart move on some PR shit because everybody's looking at people sideways that are holding live events. They're like, really, you don't understand what's going on? Like, numbers are skyrocketing. Death numbers are skyrocketing. Hospitals are getting overwhelmed. And it makes it look as if you're tone deaf if you're holding big boy live events. It just looks as if you're tone deaf. Now, whether you care about that or not is a whole other story because it's obviously it's still going on. They just announced there'll be 6,000 people at the Green Bay game this weekend. Now, to be fair, that stadium probably holds 30,000, but still 6,000 people in one you know, condensed area is a lot of people in these times right now. So some people care about how it looks on the PRN and some people don't. Obviously, Swiss and them do care because Ashanti had COVID. That's why they pushed it back recently. And then they had it rescheduled for this past Monday or this past Saturday, and they got pushed back again. And now they're talking about going and doing it in separate rooms. I personally, I've gotten used to them being in the same room. I, I like that touch a little bit more than the separate rooms, but I don't think it's the end of the world either way. Uh, you know, if it's two artists or two groups or acts that I fuck with, I'm gonna watch it regardless. Uh, so it, it might be a little bit of an overreaction, but they're just taking the right precautions on the PR tip. That's it. Here's the thing. We're in a pandemic, as you know, you could articulately describe right there. And things outside are crazy and people want some familiarity, some normalcy. All of the, the, the dropping, like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Like, no one cares, bro. Like, the, the reason that these niggas getting backlash is because there hasn't been a versus. I don't care if y'all niggas do it in a room. I don't care if the niggas is on the other side of the country. Just put the verses out. Like, I don't care about you doing the matches or asking me who should do it. All people want is some entertainment to get their mind off the stuff that's going on. That's what Versus was started for during this pandemic. And when you telling me that all the Shante got COVID, yes, I do. I want her to get better and this and that. But what you ought to be doing is figuring it the fuck out and putting the verses on there on a, con a continuous basis. Just do the verses, dude. No, no one cares about any of the other stuff. Like you said, the PR is cool. All of that is fine for some point when they do get it to a place where they're making it a bigger brand. But that point just isn't now. They've grown a little bit too big. I get it. Apple coming at you with the bag. All the streaming services want versus exclusively on their shit. That's cool. Take that money while it's there. We just talked about that. But at the end of the day, it don't matter. Just do the fucking verses, dude. If Ashanti can't make it, call the next person. People are going <laughs> to tune in, dude. Like, y'all have established the ground for this. It's there. People want to see it. So it don't matter if you replace Ashanti with fucking uh, give me Jasmine Sullivan. No one cares. People <laughs> want to tune in. They want to comment. They want to be funny. They want to listen to the music that reminds them of stuff when shit went so fucking crazy. This is one of the things that Swiss does. He talks too much. Like, no one needs all of this shit, dude. Just put the verses out. That's all we want to see, dude. If you got to do Vinny Man and that nigga again, just bring them back out. People want to see the verses. They don't care about the headlines. They don't care about the process, dude. They don't care if you're struggling with the technical shit of this. Like, no one cares. All the people want to see is the verses. You'd be surprised because if you take a look at versus TV on Twitter mm -hmm. and read the comments under that post, when they announced this postponement, 
It is a shitload of people who care. It was people on there complaining about them doing it in the same room to begin with. It was people on there complaining about them growing too fast and, and becoming too corporate and having Ciroc in the videos. They was people complaining about they never should have taken it away off Instagram and uh, people calling Swiss greedy. Hey, man, it's, first of all, the, the, the comments were fucking amazing. I, it, they blew my mind. Yeah. I didn't know people was this upset about this shit. I thought people just wanted to see a good battle and have a good time. S nigga, this time last year, this shit didn't even exist. So I'm just grateful that it even exists. Everybody else, they, they're not. They want it no, the way that they, they want though. it. And they were the pissed. Reason, you point out the reason, though. It's not existing right now. So when I ain't doing what I'm supposed to do, now I give niggas the room to come in my comments and criticize me about all the other shit that they notice while I'm not putting the verses on, dude. Just put the verses on. I think the... People, like you said, everybody want to fake care. They're going to hop in your comments with every move that you make. That's but true. if I'm putting the product out there, if I got a versus on while y'all in here criticizing me, my response is going to be, why are you not just watching it? But now I can't say that. I can't ask a nigga, why are you not just watching the verses instead of hating, giving you two cents or going to do your own fucking verses? I got, a, I'm, I got people waiting. And when people wait, they get impatient. They start throwing all this shit out there. Like you said, they start calling you greedy. When all you got to do is put the fucking verses out, man. I, like, I, Tim, I can't. Timberland and Timberland and Swiss could do this shit when they don't got nobody every other week and just play songs. I promise you, people are going to tune in. I promise you. Listen, Easy. people, my mind was blown reading about how people were mad that he was monetizing this product. And I don't understand what people are expecting because trust me, if Swiss did 20, 30 of these, and then it came it with a million motherfuckers watching and it came out down the line that he didn't make a dime, those same people would be like, you, did a, you didn't make no money off this? Like, what are you doing? Niggas will be calling him stupid, dude. So I don't understand how it's okay for you to watch TV and it be Pepsi commercials in between your fucking show and you cool with that. But this nigga can't have Ciroc in the background of behind the niggas. What are you talking about? Why is that a problem? This is what you do. We live in America, people. You make money when people are watching. What the fuck? What is your purpose in life, dude? We get a million motherfuckers on this show. Guess what? It's going to be a state farm insurance logo in the top left corner motherfucker and we getting a stupid bag off of it nigga please believe it dude so i don't want none of that bullshit when it happens because yeah, it's gonna it's, fucking happen in a capitalistic society you just got to figure out how you can help people and, and if you're doing putting your product out there then people won't complain put the goddamn verses out dude. <laughs> just put it out you can have nigga what's the what's the girl that can't read what's her name oh uh fantasia, fantasia. Oh, I could have yeah. had Fantasia swap out for Keisha Cole, dude, and kept it rolling. People got would 20. not have cared. I promise you. She ain't got 20. She ain't got 20. She might not. Hey, people, people would have enjoyed being in the comments asking about her different stuff that she got going on. Real quick, the word on the street is UGK versus A-Ball MJG. Are you here I'm for here that? I'm here for that. It's going to be like the Bay one with E-40 and Too Short, but Southern. Agreed. That's I'm I'm super. I might I might book a club. Yeah, God, I'm this motherfucker that. might be. Hey, like, I need to be in there with the mask on. I need, <laughs> I need an invite for that. The UGK is right there. <laughs> um. All right, man. Let's get to this topic, y'all. Hey, first, let us know. Go to Facebook in the rap chat. Let us know. Uh, do verses just need to go ahead and just just put it out, or do you want to wait until it's all the way right, all the way polished? 
Y'all let us know. And also, UGK versus A-Ball MJG, are y'all here for that? We already know the answer. Of course you are. You should be. All right, man. 2001, we are jumping in the time machine. If you are new to the show, we do this every year. We jump back 20 years in one episode. In another episode, sometime this year, we'll jump back 10. Make sure y'all go into archives and check out all the old ones. Uh, this year is 2001. All right. Fresh out of Y2K. <laughs> we made it. We didn't die. The world didn't implode. So we were here in 2001. We got a couple of lists here, breaking down some of the notable albums to drop, some A-listers that came out, even some debut albums that kicked off. Uh, do you remember anything around this time in 2001? I know a couple of your guys are on this list here. But what were you into in 2001? Um, what, college? Yeah, we was in college, I think. This was yeah, you might have graduated out of, college by out then. of high school. Yeah, this is my first year out of high school. Okay, okay I graduated okay. this year actually. Yeah, I graduated this year. So I remember the, the I, what I remember about this was the No Limit era and Cash Money. How people that listen to the show they know how big we were in that culture and in that music. I remember it was coming to an end around okay. here. That's a fact. I, I remember the transition period being almost getting every album that those two camps dropped. No Limit stopped a little bit earlier than Cash Money. Cash Money was just now starting to, to drop off. But it went from every two weeks with No Limit to buying everything they put out to looking at it like, what the fuck is Little Soldiers? Who? Yeah. Right, yeah. You Little like, Italy? Nah. The fuck right. is that? Like, I'm good, I'm good now. But not even that, I think that East Coast music started to be more palatable for me. Like, this mm -hmm. is when I got into, like, Jay-Z, DMX, Nas. Like, I wasn't listening to them before this year. Like, 2000, 2001, I think, is when I really got into them. Really started, like, buying East Coast CDs and, 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 and things of that nature. So, I remember DMX a lot that year. I remember, yep. like, transitioning. Even having a, a rough time with some of my homeboys who had not made that transition. Like, why are we listening to this shit? Like, why are we listening to DMX and why are we listening to Nas? Who is this nigga, man? Like, don't nobody fuck with this nigga. Now. I remember those things happening like vividly in car rides and shit with my homeboys. Uh, but th this was the transition as to when I won't say New York got it back, but th this was when New York started becoming a lot more palatable, palatable for me. What about yeah. you? Yeah, now that so that began to happen around '99. You got to think DMX kicked the door down in '98. Yeah, and I wasn't, um, I wasn't fucking with DMX until uh, the the red, the blood, the dark. What is that? With the flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. That was '98. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that, the first. Yeah, he, he kicked the door down. That was late '98, right there. Okay. Um, but again, like it's Puff X. Nas got into Nas heavy about 99, 2000. So yeah, like you said, the palette was expanding. You know what I mean? No limit in cash money was sl slowly falling off. So you needed something else to get into. And you'd be surprised. That's when you start to open your ears, open your mind up to other sounds and stuff. And speaking to X and, and, and Nas and Jay, a lot of those people came out this year. So speaking to the A-listers, Jay-Z, th this is the album of 2001. It's the blueprint. <laughs> September 11th, 2001. There's, if you had to put one album in the history books to come from this year, it's clearly Blueprint, without question. Um, it's a classic. We reviewed it on our Patreon not too long ago. It's still a classic. Don't even worry about it. 20 years later, it holds up. 
changed the way hip hop sounded with the sped up soul samples, made household names out of Kanye and Just Blaze. Um, it still rings off today. A couple of other A-listers, man. DMX, Great Depression. Uh, beginning of the end? That was the end. Stop. Beginning that, of the end. That was the end. Fuck. DMX got a three-album run, and niggas want to, like, gloss over, like, everything else. This was it. He had six number ones in a row. Stop. Yes. You and all the other white people were buying it. <laughs> <laughs> this was it, though. Did you know this Great Depression album wasn't nothing? It's okay. It's just okay. It had that dead ant. Dead ant. Is this the X's? No, nah, this ain't that. No, nah, that was What's the third the big? one. It's a hit on here, though. Uh, was Party Up dun, on here? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's that Party Up. There's Are always we sure? the movies and shit, right? I hate that song too. The white people love that song right there. Like, I hate that song, dude. That song is so trash. <laughs> that right there, that party up. No, that was on. That was on, and then there was X. So that ain't that one even on this one. Really? What was on this then? Didn't 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 that right there? That was over then. If that party up one on here. This was OV. <laughs> I don't know who bought them million records. Like I can't even remember a song. What was the song again? I ain't doing that shit no damn. I did it three <laughs> times. Fuck out of here. I just tried to see, could I get it one more time? <laughs> nice. uh, who else dropped, man? Nah, Stillmatic. Five mics in the source when the source still mattered. Just because of the Ether song. I do remember. I do remember buying that. The, I probably told this story on here before. Like, buying that Stillmatic. Because when I got into Jay-Z, I got in. That was my guy. That's a fact. When I did get in, I, I, I was hit hard. And I remember going to Soundstream and, and buying the Steelmatic for some reason. What was the night? What was the album, the Nas album before this one? Nostradamus? Yeah. Okay, I like Nostradamus. So that's why I bought Steelmatic, even though yep. I didn't really fuck with Nas. But I remember listening to this Ethan thinking it was over for Jay Z. I like, I literally, I, I thought, I, I pulled up to your house. I was at like, cause you, you were right around the corner from Soundstream. I remember yep. pulling in your driveway and fuck Jay-Z. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> no, he didn't. I remember, you remember listening to Ethan? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a problem. Yeah, that shit was wild. The album was not five mics. The album wasn't five mics at all. People made a big deal about that uh, Rewind song, which is- That's banging though, you tripping. People made a big deal, like it made Nas the best rapper ever. And all he did was say a couple of words backwards, dude. Like, let's relax here. Stop. Boosie could never. Um, probably has a song like that. I think. <laughs> 100%. Couple more you know, A-listers. Uh, ja Rule, Pain is Love came out. That's not an A-lister. You crazy. Some big songs on that album. You, you have been flying the Ja Rule uh, flag. Since, In 2001? He yeah, since 99, you've been flying the Ja Rule flag. This album's not that good. I just listened to it before the show. No, nah, this album was solid. No, it was not. It had the song with J-Lo. It had the Shante song. It had the big records. But other than that, like, it wasn't nothing you're going to ride around and listen to. Like, he had Cadillac tying them niggas. It was like a, <laughs> a Murder, Inc. song. Like, bro, relax. Somebody want to hear these niggas? Uh, we had uh, Ludacris Word of Mouth banging. Banging. Chris could always rap, man. He could always rap. That's it's never music has never been for me though. Even here. It was this was his first album? Third. Okay. Yeah. Or second, oh. second, second. Chicken and beer was his third. Um I was so I was so uh happy this year when there was an alternative to Ludacris that came out of Atlanta that we'll talk about later. 
Okay, all right. And then a uh, couple more A-listers. Diddy, Saga Continues, didn't quite hit the same as that No Way Out. Um, and then Tupac, Until the End of Time, Double Disc. In 2001, five years later after he passed, he still was dropping double disc music, which is nuts. Thanks. And it was it was okay. That was an okay CD too. That was okay. It was okay. That saga continues was all right though. He had that hit on there with the we D, the I, the D's. No, man, no well, we ain't. Oh, that was banging right there though. Uh, uh, that was he bad boys for life. That was bad big. boy for life. That was banging. And hey, so I told y'all I'm reading that Mark Curry book. Yeah. You know, Mark Curry was on that song. Mm-hmm. He said Puff was so petty that it, I don't know if you remember the video, but he had Shaq and Ben Stiller. Yeah, it was like he a big, on Ben Stiller dog. He, video. he put Mark Curry verse. He, he put that skit right before Mark Curry verse. And so a lot of times that video will get cut off right after the skit. <laughs> he was so, <laughs> Mark Curry was so hot about that shit. He thought Puff did that shit on purpose because he was asking, like, where my album at? He did do that on purpose. And I thought to it. <laughs> he absolutely did, did that. A million percent did that on purpose. Um, did you like that Tupac album before we move on? Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, it's cool. It's solid. It's got yeah. some joints on there. Strong songs on there. I can't remember the... Um, the was it hype around this? I can't remember. No. When no, the no hype dropped. It just dropped. It wasn't no hype. Because this was like the third one. It was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Like, it, by this time, people were tired of it. Running. That's a fact. Um, we had some debut albums drop. Some people, man, made they uh break in the game. Jada Kiss kissed the game goodbye. Arguably a classic. But to who? What? Go back and listen to that album. It's it's uh, not a skip on there. No, it's bang. I fucks with it, but I've never heard anybody say it was a classic. I heard though. New York people say that shit. Well, that like, makes sense. Heavy New York people, but it ain't a skip on that album though. No, it's banging though. It ain't it's a tough. lot of like soulful shit, like like reflective shit that I like, but it ain't a skip on there. Like as far as just Jay, that nigga spitting and he just spit. dope songs. <laughs> he rapping that his album, ass off. On that album, he was rapping his ass. This this what made you think that Jay the Kiss was gonna be like the next Jay Z? Like them niggas was mm-hmm. beefing and everything around this time. Jay Z and Jada about yeah. that Best of Me song. You remember? I do remember that. Yeah, Jay ate had, that motherfucker to smithereens. Oh, God. But they was going back and forth. Jada Kiss told the story. They were like sleep dissing each other and had little bars and shit about each other during this time. And then Beans just came and wrecked his shop. That's true. That he did. Um, other notable debuts. Fabulous. Ghetto Fabulous. Sleeper. That's okay. It's okay. Is this his best album? No. What's better than this? No, nah, the one the one with the uh, Breathe on there. No, nah, the one after that with the Who with the Jamaican dude on there. Ah, uh, with Junior Reed on there. That's a bang. That's a real gangster. Don't me. play. Damn, That's that his best studio album. But ever since then, like you can, like, are we counting soul tapes and shit like that? Nah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. That's that that album That's right it. there. Yeah, that was banging. I need this was okay. This was just okay. This was okay. And Jay that's Ho Fab's from, problem. Jay Ho from FSP would call this a classic. This was when he he thought he was Fab. Jay oh Ho my! From FSP. He thought he was fabulous. Listen, it was hilarious. This is his man's right here, and this is his albums right here. Came out the same day as that Jay too. Yeah, he forced this on us. I remember him forcing this. Like, Jay-Z had dropped. This nigga was trying to listen to Fab. On the same day. Like, bro, get this shit out of here, nigga. Run that blueprint back, would you? Thank you. Other debuts. T.I., I'm serious. Let's go. Your best classic, call Classic. Classic. Oh classic. I remember going back in the time machine, watching this show called Rap City. 
there was this young guy full of swag. <laughs> had a video on called I'm Serious. He had a bar that said, nigga, to get with me, you're going to need a beat from God featuring Jesus and Jay-Z. I went to go buy the album that day. I said, it's it. <laughs> this is my guy. I've been a T.I. fan ever since. Yeah, you was on them day one. You day and one. about 16,000 other people went and bought that album. Absolutely. I had it's banging, though. Cause this was this was what I was saying. Like I've never really hated Ludacris. I just it never you just really hate felt, on him. No, it never really felt like he was talking to me. That's the reason fair. that I went and bought this day one is because it was finally a nigga from the south who could rap, and I feel like oh, this nigga's talking to me. It wasn't weird like Andre. It wasn't out there like Big Boy. It was a nigga that could rap who was like talking about street shit. He reminded you like of a Jay Z or something from the south. That's and fair. I, I ate that shit up. I love that. I'm serious album. Yeah, that album is stupid. It, it holds up too. I like Thanks. it. Even though he he's changed his flow and got it a little more tighter and shit. So it's it kinda it sounds funny him rapping like how he used to rap back then, but it's still it's still it still got some joints on there though. And uh, that's one of the things when people are genuine, like artists are genuine to who they are, they don't do a lot of switching up. Like TI is still that same TI from I'm serious if you go back and listen to it. Like you said, that's why it holds up because it's the same, like the same cloak of person is there so basically uh other debut if you want to count it saint lunatics free city are we, banging. Count, are we don't do that don't banging. Count that. yes that free city banging that free city, that that uh what was that first what's the name of that first nelly you the biggest nelly hater in the country world. grammar crazy that country grammar slaw free city slaw uh nellyville that slaw. run right there slaw banging slaw. they couldn't be stopped oh for three that that uh this free city might be four mics. Go look it up in the source. It might be four mics. This I'd rather not. Fire. Ali was ripping this. Murphy Lee was ripping this. Keon was ripping this. These was my guys too, you know. Nelly Key. Nobody can't name the whole Saint Lunatics, and I ain't looked that up either. Nelly Keon, Murphy Lee, Ali. I thought it was, was Keon. That was in jail. Whatever. Close the nigga that was in jail was City Free City. City Spud. City Spud. And he got out. I don't know the nigga name with the mask though. Unless that was Keyline. I thought the nigga with the mask was the city spud. Nah, nah, he was the one in jail. Yeah, I don't slow mo. I don't fucking I don't know. know. I might have just made that up. Yeah, you might have just made that I up. I didn't listen to this shit. Thankfully, I'm no glad I can't reel these niggas off the top of my head because it's super forgettable music. Everybody um, listened to Nelly when this came out. It got mm-hmm. hit. It's a hit on here. Yeah, batter up. Murphy Lee ripping this. Like this. Are you crazy? This album is good. Listen Murphy to Lee was dope. Tonight. Huh? Murphy Lee was dope. Listen to this album tonight. I bet you like it. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll make sure to check that out tonight. <laughs> Soon as we finish, guys. Listen to it while you play your Madden game. I promise you, you're going to fuck with it. I'll think about it. A um, couple of notable releases, man, that dropped. You spoke on Benny Siegel earlier, The Reason. He. That was, that was his second album, right? It was. That one of the best intros, period. Oh, my ever. God. Had nothing like it. I still listen to that that weekly. <laughs> At least once a week, I listen to that nothing <laughs> like it. That shit fire. Um, the aforementioned UGK Dirty Money. This was okay. This was, that was a wrap. That dirty money wasn't nothing. But this was when they were going through this shit with Jive. Like that, that that riding dirty, it just came out. It was arguably the best album ever. So it was hard to follow it up anyway. Yeah. Uh, but this did this this started the Texas run. No, it's too soon. This was too early. Mike Jones wasn't the next year? Paul nah, Wall? That was like 04, 05. Maybe even later than that. 06. Nah, it wasn't that late. 
This was early. This was this was a little bit earlier than that, though. I'm gonna be real. All right. But it, yeah, the album was just okay, though. They they're better artists than this album would would show. Uh, yeah, Yo, girl, Foxy Brown, Broken Silence. I used to think that album was banging. It ain't really ain't. It, it don't hold up. <laughs> it don't. It don't at all. And I ain't even just saying that because she a woman or nothing. Because I go back and listen to the uh, that first little Kim hardcore. That shit still banging to this day. Yeah. But this right here is Broken Silence. It ain't. That song Damn. was wisely fired though. Called the letter. She wrote a letter to her brother Gavin. Yeah, that's banging. And, uh, somebody else. That shit. That that shit right there. Fire. I haven't heard this in a minute though. I was wondering if it held up. Nah. I got my answer. Yeah. Uh, Trick Daddy Thugs or Russ? Banging. No, this was just okay. And Banging. Trick was my guy. The Trick. Thugs or Russ? Like this got America on it? Or not that that was Chapter AK verse forty seven. I think this one had uh the what the kids on it. Oh, I yeah, think this, this had trick love the kids. This was some slaw if that was on them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think yeah, I don't but Trick Daddy don't do him like from he had a strong four album run. You was one of Trick Daddy biggest fans. You should try That's, to force I was. I, you should try to force it. the Trick Daddy on niggas from that I, what is it, Book of Thugs at chapter AK verse 47? That banging. Right that's banging. It was the one after that was banging too. They had it was America. www.thug.com banging. Thug Holiday was banging. Ba- I know. I didn't force anything, banging. nigga. You was yeah, listening you, to this shit willingly. Because I would have never listened to this if it wasn't for you. I would have uh, let that shit ride. You forced a little flip on niggas too. I'm surprised you didn't put that on here because it came out this shit, didn't it? I don't believe that. That double CD, this is the way we ball. Ooh, that was that shit like, right there. That was that shit. This came out that year too, that double CD. That was banging. Double CD. Um, couple of other notables, man. Fat Joe, Jealous One, Still Envy, banging. Y'all swear by this album. It's just okay. Yeah, Fat Joe. Okay. Fat Joe got one of the most underrated catalogs of all time. Fat, Fat Joe make great music. I will say that. He does make great music. And he picked good beats too. Uh, Pastor Troy Face Off had that classic vice versa on it. That's a classic in Tennessee. You and hear me? Listen, in Atlanta, play that vice versa anywhere in Georgia. <sighs> Not even in Atlanta, just outside of Georgia, play it anywhere. <laughs> just watch. It's, Today. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I do that one time. Uh, a couple more that. groups, D12, Devil's Night. This album was big. This was back when you could still put your name, just, oh, this is Eminem's group. And they're going to go uh, platinum. platinum. They, they, yeah. they, I think they sold like 400000 the first week, dude. Easy. For no reason at all. None. Other than they were standing next to Eminem. That's what, yeah, that's why you know, do it for. We folk. know him. That's it. We spoke on the move rappers making movies earlier. Three Six Choices soundtrack came out. The soundtrack was fire. The mm-hmm. movie was some slaw. He was heavy on Memphis music, too. Soundtrack was okay. No, that three six that choices is banging. It was okay. What? Uh, that that movie was garbage. They, listen, and they made oh, two of them. Oh yeah, go figure. Too. It was funny. It was some funny shit. It was <laughs> wasn't LeChat in there though. LeChat was funny. Just hand me my motherfucking yawks. Yeah, it was funny. LeChat was funny in there. But this is why Griselda. Listen, West Side Gun. Let me talk to you. This is why we're not paying twenty five for your movie because we were around when Baller Blocking came out. We were around when. Choices came out. We know what this shit looks like. We've seen this movie before, sir. 
Yeah. They're not worth 25 cents with all due respect to three, six and cash money. Stick to the music, movie making. You're going to have to, you have to convince the boy. That's show all I'm me. saying. Like I said, you got to show me, man. If I'll pay 25 for that. You show me. I'll do it, but you just got to show me. Fair enough, man. Lastly, G Depp, child of the ghetto. Banging. Really? Banging. Go listen to that. Banging. Really? I'm I ain't like his style though, man. I fuck with that. I had to go back. I had, that had to grow on me. It's similar okay. to that Shine album. That Shine, Shine, Shine album. Yeah. This is similar, man. G Dep was I ain't know G Dep could rap like that. He ripping it though. Child of the ghetto, nobody had heard of him. Dead, ain't he? No, he locked he up. In jail. He, he locked up. Yeah. He turned himself in for a murder he did like 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, real quick before we wrap this up, you talked about the end of an era. Cash money no limit ran the late 90s. We in the early 2000s it was a struggle. We had yeah. Juvenile Project English, Mac 10, Banger Ball. Turk finally dropped his solo album, Young and Thug, and it was quiet on Cash Money. Then you look at No Limit. P dropped one of the worst albums I've ever heard, Game Face. C Murder dropped probably the second worst album I've ever heard, CP3.com. Uh, no name niggas from No Limit dropping shit that you didn't care about. The nigga that sound like Pac. Mm-hmm. The new 504 boys. The five crazy. Oh my God. It was bad for no limited cash money around this guy. I'm, I'm talking about real bad. It was ugly. That Project English was some slow. Because Juvie was trying to get out of there. Remember Juvie? Like, they, by that time, they owed Juvie so much money, man. He was like, man, I ain't doing shit. He mailed it in. Fucked up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this was the end of an era, man. I remember that. Um, it gotten so bad. I remember that Only God Can Judge Me came out maybe the year before this. 2000. 99. 99. That came out 99. I was everything no limit regardless. I was on it. I remember that snuck up on me. Like it was impossible to think that a P album would stick up, sneak up on you from 95 to 99. That's true. I remember that Only God Can Judge Me came out. I'm like, P got a new album? <laughs> it was bad, man. It was bad. But that only guy could judge me was banging. That was it, though. Uh, Lil Romeo came out this year, too. That was it, though. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Lil Romeo still think he can rap, too. It was crazy. He might be crazier than Bow Wow. I be seeing that nigga having meetings and shit, talking about the new No Limit. Man, that shit is wild. <laughs> he be like, dead bro. serious, too. He be dead ass. That nigga be keeping a straight face, dude. Like, bro, how are you here talking to these niggas? A real business meeting about the new No Limit. Bro, sit down. <laughs> nigga, that's a five-minute Zoom call, nigga. It's a wrap. Oh, okay, bet. Uh, I was looking to push new No Limit. Doo-doo. Dude. <laughs> no, I'll let you, bro. Guys, knew what? Hello? <laughs> Did you freeze up? <laughs> Straight hit him with the freeze. <laughs> Sit still as fuck. <laughs> Can't do nothing with that. As soon as he say no, no limit. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> got time for that shit, man. Y'all, y'all let us know, man. What is your? What are some of your favorite albums from 2001? Did we forget any? Did we leave anything off that was notable? I don't think so. I think Missy dropped, though. Missy did drop. We got to put some respect on Missy because she had one of the higher seller albums this year. I just didn't fuck with it. I like the one before this. But um, she dropped. A couple of other people dropped that we just didn't have time to touch on. Let us know who you rocked with in 2001. The highest first week sales since you mentioned that uh, number one this year was the Great Depression. DMX put four thirty nine up first week. Oh, I see you, boy. Uh, X, Tupac, nigga. Tupac double CD four twenty seven. Yeah, yeah a cheat code. Blueprint did four twenty. 
mm. that D12 is number four. It did 372. That's it's fucking nuts. crazy. And the last two, Pain is Love, Ja Rule, 361, and it's still Matic. Mm -hmm. 342 and just for shits and giggles i'll read the next one it's called doggy bag by little bow wow it did 320 the first week he had some hits on it on be real no he did <laughs> yeah bow wow well, came out he was thank tall. you was thank you on this yes that was on there oh, okay that's See? his best song hell no that's man. easily bow wow's best song and we're not even gonna have a conversation <laughs> about it <laughs> speaking of bow wow let's get to these wins and losses we got a big l for Bow Wow and his little boat. Uh, he, tried to, he tried his best to stunt for the ground, posting a picture of himself on a boat with about 10 people on it, shoulder to shoulder. Uh, the internet promptly wore him out for trying to flex on a little bit ass boat. Big L. He did end up coming back on a bigger boat, but then people clowned him because they said the boat was, the boat was docked. He wasn't really like he wasn't really out in the ocean. So at this point, man, you got to think he does this shit on purpose, right? He might like have this, to because that boat was small might. as hell. Yeah, this is like you, you, you didn't take that picture thinking she was fly, thinking that she was gonna shut the gram down or no shit like that. You did this for laughs. You wanted niggas to laugh at you. It probably so. had to be. To it be fair, be. he did have like seven gals on there with him though. Bow wow, you're supposed to. Yeah, so, like, I'm, can, can I really be upset at him? Let's be yes. honest. Yes. Bow wow's supposed to have a bigger boat than that. Is I it? sold 420 my first week. I'm going to have a bigger boat than that. I promise you that. <laughs> that all with the JD boat. Don't even worry. Let's, take, let's see what JD boat look like. I, would, I was just going to say, I'm at least for the borrow a nigga boat that's bigger than that. If I ain't got the boat, and I know a nigga with a boat bigger than that, if I sold 420 the first week, I promise you, nigga going to give me a boat. And it's going to be bigger um, than that boat. That's funny as hell. Um, next up, we got another L, the baby arrested again. We say again because he was arrested in LA the other day, almost a year to the day he was arrested in Miami last year. Uh, he just can't avoid the police for some reason. It's the anniversary. And uh, apparently we're wrong because we've been saying uh, the last year throughout the three or four arrests that he had that he needs to watch it and obviously he doesn't. So the baby just out here just living it up, living his best life and getting arrested, smacking bitches and shit, allegedly. Just I mean, doing his thing. He, they, they said he, he was in Beverly Hills or Rodeo or whatever, and, and security called the police because they saw someone in his entourage had a gun on them. Somehow he was the only one arrested, though. <laughs> and he posted bail. He's out. To him? I don't know, man. That's crazy. Now, to be fair, though, this is the same area where Young Dolph got shot at. So people have seen shootings in those type of areas and they probably was shook but how you, i don't even understand how that happens like if this nigga got a strap with me y'all at least gonna believe that he's security even if y'all if call the police if it get that far by the time they get there we got a story together he's security well, that's he a gone. fact that's a fact i damn sure ain't getting arrested i promise you that that nigga was in that shop until he was dropping in that yeah, <laughs> um we have a w the nba young boy welcoming his seventh child in the world with um, Yaya Mayweather. Congrats. Congratulations to him, man. I've seen a lot of backlash he getting for having so many kids, man. Number seven, I think he's 22, 23. Um, NBA young boy. But, Ooh, I got to check the age because I want to get this right. He's 21 years old. Listen, he doesn't man. turn 22 until October. Listen, if he can afford to have seven kids – more power to him. Yeah, okay. I don't have a problem with it, man. 
If he can pay people to raise those kids and people talking about, I know he can't raise seven kids, right? People with money don't raise their kids, man. So if he can pay somebody to raise these little boogers right there, I'm happy for him. Keep making babies, my nigga. Keep making money so you can take care of those babies too. Yeah, nah, get snipped. Fuck that. Um, we got an L to YK Osiris. He, Def Jam artist. He had a very eventful week. Not only was he getting roasted for his custom Gucci outfit that people that call fake. It was nasty. Yeah, he was getting murdered. Ooh. But also he took he sold all of his cars to become financially more responsible. And then the following day, he showed off his one thousand dollar haircut. We have an L to you, YK Osiris, because you are clearly confused. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a thousand dollars a month. So that's two fifty a cut. Oh my god. And he gets it cut every three days. Actually, it's not even two fifty a cut. He gets it cut every three days. Wherever he's at, the barber will pull up on him and cut his hair. I feel like that's worth a thousand bucks. Yeah, oh my god. Not if you're trying to be financially responsible. Just don't say that then. Well just leave that part out. This is why you sell all the cars so you can pay a thousand dollars a month for your haircut. I'd rather have a wheel. That. that ain't number twelve grand a year, dude. Like, I would pay for your haircut if you YK you know, Osiris. First of, all, first of all, you don't have hair, so you're not. This isn't a conversation that you can have. That's right. I gotta sit this one out. That's true. For us people that have nice, healthy hairlines and we take care of our hair, I don't think this is a big deal if you YK Osiris. Like, yeah, I'm not going to the barber shop if I'm moving around like him. So if I can always depend on a nigga coming, pulling up every three days, making sure I'm fresh. That's worth a thousand. Man, I wouldn't know YK Osiris if he cut my hair. So he can move around. I'm pretty sure he can move around. I didn't know was until this week. Well, I've heard him before, but I, I couldn't have pointed him out in the picture. I've seen his picture more times this week than I've ever seen his whole career. With that <laughs> ugly-ass Gucci coat and talking about this haircut. But I ain't mad at the thousand dollar haircut though. I, I'm with that. I support barbers, man. I, I would bring my barber on payroll, pay him thirty five grand a year. That's nuts. You wouldn't do that to travel with me and cut my hair every time I need it cut. I ain't gonna lie, your barber be getting me tight. He be getting me right. Shout out my I got guy. One of the best barbers ever. He be so, getting me right though. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, shout That's out my pressure, guy, man. Um, last birthday, real quick. Happy birthday to Fresh. Oh, happy birthday. That's yes, my guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Last L, bonus L to your guy, Rilo Rodriguez. Oh, my God. He was on Twitter the other day oh. trying to pronounce the word buttermilk, and it was kicking his ass. Yeah. Big, big time L, sir. Big time L. That shit looked crazy. Play the clip. Jesus Christ. And I can get a barnacle platter pancake. Is that a what? A barnacle. What did they, what did they say? A barnacle, a, barnacle plat, a barnacle pancake platter. So crudo. Oh. Buttermilk pancake platter. The barnacle, the barnacle pancake platter. That motherfucker was whooping his ass. You hear me? That like that. Buttermilk don't even have that amount of silver. Like I don't even know how he was trying to put. Now maybe it was written funny. It's not even that hard to say, bro. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it a stack. It's not that hard to say. It's maybe not- it was written in French. Then it would be hard to say if you're an American. Maybe, like, but reading buttermilk, B-U-T-T-E-R, milk, buttermilk. Yeah, that's not that hard. It can't be that hard. But it can't now, be now that bad. I think this, that might have been Cap. He might have just doing, he might have been just, just doing that to get. But that was clicks. the thing. Did you see the video, though? He looked dead serious. He did, but why would you have a video on you ordering buttermilk from somewhere if your ass didn't know how to say it? That's fair, too. That's all One I'm of saying. the funniest responses and tweets that I've seen about that is said, them, them teachers one line on all y'all niggas. <laughs> you know how rappers be like teachers said I was never gonna be shit. 
Some of y'all niggas they was right about. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That's funny. Um, yeah. On Decker of the Week, guys, we're going to iTunes. Shout out to Jobby2011. Uh, it said, good dudes talking hip-hop. Five stars. Thank you. Great conversations, album reviews, very knowledgeable on a variety of topics. One of my favorite podcasts, Thumbs Up. Good looking. Thank you very much, Jobby2011. Thank you, Jobby. Keep them comments coming in, man. Make sure y'all go subscribe to the YouTube page. We're gunning for 1,000 this year. Uh, So make sure y'all go rate, subscribe, like across all platforms. Absolutely, man. You got something to put me on. Absolutely, man. I was on Netflix today. I saw a new documentary. It lined up with a book I've been reading uh, by Rick Ross. It's his autobiography. It lined up with Snowfall. That's about to come back out in January. Y'all be ready for snow school because it's coming back. Uh, but the documentary is called Crack. It's about crack in the 80s. Uh, Freeway Ricky Ross was on there. Some other people. It's similar to that 13 documentary that's on Netflix. And it just gives you a breakdown of how the, it spread. The war on drugs. Really good hour and 27 minutes. It's called Crack. Y'all check that out. That's dope. It's on Netflix. Y'all check that out. You got um, a that clip too that I sent to the group chat that made y'all want to check that it out. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> that did make me want to watch it. I'm not going to lie. That was funny as shit. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna put you on to the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. I watched part one, which came out this week. Part two comes out Sunday. It's dope. Uh, I had no idea that Tiger Woods was that cold at that young of an age. Uh, so his pops knew exactly <laughs> what he wanted him to do, Pride. and uh, he was basically Lavar before Lavar. And uh, Tiger was cold. Tiger was better at golf at two years old than I am now. And so, like, it's it's nuts. I, two? It's good. I, I was that's that real good. close away from hitting click on it. Because, but you, you got to think, though, anytime – and this is me personally. I speak for myself. And this is what made the Jordan documentary great, among other things, is seeing somebody at that high of a level performing and seeing their mindset and shit. To yeah. me, it's motivational. And it's just intriguing to see that. Like, dude one in a million – Tiger Woods one in a million. His level of focus and shit is ridiculous. And he was groomed to be exactly what he is. They got the old clips from the 80s of his dad telling the world who Tiger was going to be. I, I like seeing prophecies and stuff like that come to fruition. So it, to me, it's dope. And I, I suggest if you, not even a sports fan, just if you're a fan of greatness to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to check it out, man. Sold and, me. Real quick, too. Bonus put on. I said this a couple of weeks ago, but this it hits even better now. Empires of New York on CNBC. Y'all have to watch that shit because all the shit going on with Trump now, it happened in the 80s. Empires of New York, I said it once, I'm going to say it again. It puts everything into context in his arc in a 360 mode. Y'all going to trip seeing what happened to him in the 80s and how things are unfolding and for him now. It's, it's crazy. Y'all have to watch Empires of New York on CNBC. That's what happened when you're not true to yourself. Like I was saying about T.I., Trump that blows up in your face. That's very true, man. Um, you already said it earlier. Make sure you subscribe on all the platforms. Patreon.com slash Realville. We got super dope bonus content. That link is in the description if you want to get there nice and easy. And subscribe. YouTube.com slash Realville. Road to a thou wow. Uh, big year coming up, man. We got a lot of cool things we're going to try to plan and do. Hopefully, we can get back out to, you know, get people back in one building and shit, man. We do some cool shit. But uh, appreciate everybody for checking us out, man. You already know how we get down. Support the real. Yeah.